Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 237 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Jen Tiemann. Jen lives in Linden, Michigan, and she is an elementary PE teacher. Welcome, Jen. Well, hello. It's so good to see you, Jen. It's nice to see you. And I, I told you before we started, I have a hard time saying the name Jen, J-E-N. <laughs> I just have a hard time. I can only say Jen. That's all That's I can. all right. Lots of people call me Jen. And it's, Jen, Jen, It's Jen. all good. So, yeah. Actually, I did a little, there's like, was a little, I don't know, where are you from based on how you say words kind of quiz. And words like P-I-N, pen, and P-E-N, pen, like I say them exactly the same way. Different parts of the country actually say those words a little differently. Absolutely. I, I don't. It's cool. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was fun. That little quiz identified exactly that I was from Augusta, Georgia, which is really funny. That's so. crazy. <laughs> oh, I love that. That would be fun to do. I'll have to try that. Yeah. It was a really a lot of fun. We did it in the community and a lot of people tried it. And they're like, how does it know where I grew up? <laughs> My husband was like, it just knows where your location is. I'm like, no, that's not how it's working. Anyway, no. it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. You're Jen for Jennifer, I'm assuming. It is. Yes. Yes. I've never really gone by Jennifer. I went by Jenny in high school. And then once I got to college, switched over to Jen and it's been Jen ever since. So Got it. Well, yeah. nice to meet a Jen. Yes. I, I can't say it, but <laughs> anyway, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Yeah. Well, technically, uh, I started intermittent fasting in October of 2019. I just wanted to lose a little bit of weight because we were planning on going on a family cruise over Christmas break that year. And at that point, I'd heard the buzzwords keto and intermittent fasting. And I'd read that those two things were working for people. But I really had no knowledge of the science behind IF. And at that point, it was strictly, I thought, a 16-8 fasting eating plan. There was no other option. I just thought that's what it was. And so I was pretty clueless about how to actually even do keto or do intermittent fasting. But I dabbled in both by just skipping breakfast and eating foods that looked yummy and were labeled keto friendly. And somehow I did lose about 15 pounds in a few months before we went on the cruise. And then, of course, because that's what we do, I ate myself silly. Um, <laughs> Hooray for cruises, right? I, we love cruises. It's, it's our favorite. We got engaged on a cruise oh, in 1999, fun. I think. Wow. We've been hooked ever since. So, but yeah, you ate like you do on a cruise, the midnight chocolate buffets or whatever. And I gained back about half of the weight that I'd lost. And so I guess fast forward a few months to March of 2020 when the pandemic hit and any concerns regarding health and weight loss basically went right out the window. I actually had two teaching jobs at that time. Before going to my full-time job teaching kindergarten every day, I was getting up at 5 a.m. and teaching three to four classes of English to, wow. the, kids. Yeah, to the kids in China from this computer right here, actually. I was always that person who had like multiple jobs. Like I was having a conversation <laughs> with my my 22-year-old yesterday morning because he was complaining mightily about having to be at work at 7 a.m. And he's like, I want to do what you do, what the kind of work that you do where you don't have to. And I'm like, look, buddy. <laughs> exactly. I, I got up and went to elementary school every single day for 28 years as a teacher. And then some days I taught after school teachers and then I taught online at the same exact time. So shut it. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of jobs for sure. But I can totally that I would have been the person waking up at 5 a.m. and teaching online and then going to a full-time job because I always have just worked around the clock. I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it it just got too, I don't know. That's kind of what I did. And at that time, did y'all go to at home with your kindergartners, like where you're doing virtual learning? Well, that's my next point. Yeah. I'll never forget the day. It was March 12th of 2020. And on that day, I I went to school like it was just normal teaching day. And I do remember because we were celebrating March's reading month in my classroom with this huge Dr. Seuss party. Oh, yeah. And then the very next day, I woke up 
to an announcement from my principal telling us to all stay home from school because of the pandemic. So we were all like suddenly thrown into this online teaching world that we knew nothing about. And with no training whatsoever, I was told to start figuring out what in the world Zoom was and how I was going to use it to teach 24 kindergarten students how to read and write and somehow do math over the course of the next few months through the computer. So needless to say, (laughs) teaching during the pandemic caused my stress levels to absolutely skyrocket. I was coping with all the stress by, oh, we were having ice cream Sunday lunch Zooms with, you know, kindergartners and we were having super carby comfort foods at home because everyone was home. My husband is a principal, so he was home. My daughter, it was her freshman year in college and she got sent home. My son was a I don't know. He was a freshman, sophomore and freshman in high school. He got sent home. So, you know, we're having all these extravagant breakfasts and dinners. And of course, I'm super stressed with the teaching and topping off my day with one or two or possibly three glasses of wine, you know, before you go to bed. And it, it was it was tough because I was feeling like so many other people, super depressed and started to seriously pack on the pounds. So it it wasn't good. But fast forward to the next school year. um, I just finished my fourth year teaching kindergarten. And as much as I loved so many parts of that job, I was literally working 70 plus hours a week. It was really starting to take a toll on my mental health. And you know, one thing about teaching at home it sounds to the, you know, the lay person might assume that sounds so much easier. You're at home. That's so much easier than being at school. But talking to my teacher friends that went through it, it was 10 times harder than than doing it in person and you had so much more work. Like you never finished the work. No. You never did. Like I believe you when you say it was 70 hours a week. You just could not keep up. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. It really mm-hmm. was. And it, you know, you you just feel like you have to do everything you can, but there is no stopping point. Right. So it, it made it the boundaries that was able to to kind of draw the lines there made it very, very difficult. And it was, it was taking a, a really big toll on my health. So I needed a change. And that's when a part-time uh, PE, physical education position, magically opened up. And so I've always loved sports and being active. I ran track in, in college and um, I actually have done two marathons. I ran the Detroit Marathon and qualified for the Boston Marathon. So I've been a very active person. So I felt like it would be a really good fit. I applied for the job and got it. And so the last two years I've been PE, but with that, even when we started, we started back remote because, you know, it was still coronavirus. And so what I had to do with that is make, which was very difficult. It was hard enough making kindergarten, reading, writing, math videos, but now I was making physical education videos. (laughs) And uh, that Watching those videos was a wow moment because I really noticed that I had let myself go. And I felt like, wow, you 
I felt like a hypocrite because how could I be teaching kids about the importance of exercise and eating healthy foods and then, you know, on these teaching videos and be so overweight and unhealthy myself. Yeah. And and the something about videos and pictures just really, yeah. like, you can't hide from those. Can you? No, like, oh, there I am. Hmm. <laughs> very, very glaring. So, yeah. so right after the new year, and this is in the fall of 2020, or are you saying the new year of, of 2021? I remember the day was January 5th, 2021. I I decided enough was enough. I'd been avoiding the scale and I was like, I've got to just, you know, I've got to face my fears here. And I weighed 174.6 pounds. So I freaked out. I had never in my life been in the 170s. I'm 46 years old, five foot seven just kind of for reference, I guess. But that day was absolutely eye-popping, I guess. Not eye-opening, eye-popping. Right. <laughs> so I seriously, I ugly cried for about two hours straight. And then I drove to the store and bought a whole box of milk duds while I sat in my car and cried a little bit more. And for years, like every time I would start a new diet, which was a lot of them, I would, it would always be on a Monday and I would just Sunday night, devour a whole box of God, oh, yeah. milk duds and then drive right to McDonald's and get the Coke from there because everybody knows McDonald's Coke tastes the best. So, <laughs> but it was kind of like kind of like my one last hurrah before. I, I, how many of us have done that? Yeah. You know? When I did the crazy HCG diet so many times and I would just go back and forth and back and forth because I kept trying right. it because it got too restrictive to the point where your body's fighting back. Of course, I didn't understand that. But the most fun part of it was you were supposed to do something called the loading day before for three days. I'm not making this up. You're supposed to like eat as much as you can for three days. Uh, that sounds insane now. Yeah. It does. I, I was like, I'm good at this part. I was great <laughs> at starting the HCG diet. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's, that, but that's it. It was, I was kind of, I think just the all or nothing mentality. And you're like, you have to get that, the last bit of goodness in before, you, before you restrict yourself. I knew I had to do something and I did remember. So I remembered back to October of 2019 when I had lost a little bit of weight before that cruise. So that's what I did for the first two weeks of January, 2021. I skipped breakfast. I started following the 16-8 fasting routine. Cause again, that's all I thought intermittent fasting was cut out the sugar. I chucked the Coke from McDonald's addiction and I did start eating low carb, but I knew that keto was not going to be a good fit for me because even though, even though I'm a teacher, I honestly strongly dislike, I don't like to say hate, but I strongly dislike <laughs> math and the thought I really do. And the thought of having to figure out like macros and percentages oh, yeah. of fats and carbs and protein sounded like complete torture to me. I agree. I don't want to have to, I don't mind math. Like there's certain times math is great, but not when it's eating. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress 
vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, no, I don't have any more room in my brain to fill up with numbers and things like that. And I I just knew the whole keto thing was not going to be sustainable for me. So I did start eating low carb and I lost about eight pounds those first two weeks, which kind of kept me encouraged and and, in the game. So, and then it happened. I went back to work. They released the remote, said we could go back face-to-face learning in the middle of January. I was so excited to be back at work and be able to actually see all the kids and the teachers again, even though we couldn't see their smiling faces because we were all wearing masks. Right. But that's okay. It was great to have that interaction. I had missed that so much. So I remember going to work on a Wednesday in mid-January, and I passed a coworker in the hall that I hadn't seen in several months because of the pandemic. And she was a second language tutor in my classroom when I taught kindergarten for a few years. And she passed me in the hall. And I just have to say, she looked absolutely amazing. So I just, I had to know what she was doing. So she told me that she was intermittent fasting. And I was like, oh yeah, me too. I do that too. 16, eight every day. And she said, well, there's, there's way more to it than just 16, eight. And so she grabbed this little slip of paper and she wrote down your name, Jen Stevens, made sure she spelled it right. Love it. And yeah, she said, this is all you need to know. So she's like, you got to get this book. Delay, don't deny. It will tell you everything that you need to know. So instead of eating lunch at work that day, I like literally ran back to my office. I Googled all things gin and I ordered the book off Amazon Prime so that I could get my hands on it really quick. And I got the book on a Friday of that week, stayed up until one in the morning reading it from cover to cover. Like I was completely, I was going nowhere else in my mind except for right there. I was completely zoned in. So I literally had an OMG moment and everything you said in your book about insulin being released every time we eat and the science behind clean fasting, it made so much sense to me. I was so excited that you were a teacher like me. I just felt this instant connection to you through your book. 
I did not sleep one minute that night because my mind was racing. I love to learn new things too. That's just, I'm just a lifelong learner learner, and I just get so excited. Every book I read is nonfiction. I just, every book I read for pleasure is nonfiction. But my husband and I, um, we were having our coffee that next Saturday morning. I was telling him everything he, I'm sure he wanted to put duct tape over my mouth because <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, I could well, see. Well, when we get excited, we can't stop, right? I know it. And I was just blab, blab, blab for probably, I talked to Zero for probably two hours. But I told him, I told him I felt like I had just literally found like hidden, buried treasure. So I'm addicted to reading and watching true crime shows. And I absolutely felt like, like this new information I just learned was seriously like, the smoking gun for weight wow. loss, you know? <laughs> and I, I don't know. It was just an amazing feeling. So so I've always been very competitive. Like I said, I, I ran in college. I've I am just somebody who's a jump head first in kind of a person. And so two days later on that Monday, I started clean fasting, like you said. I took the creamer right out of my coffee. And then I slowly started incorporating, working my way up to OMAD. I did about, most of it was like 22 and two on average. So again, I'm just someone who feels like knowledge is power. And so the next few weeks, I read everything I could get my hands on. I read all of your other books, uh, a few others, I, of course, the obesity code, which I, I really loved, but I'm glad that I read your books first. It just kind of, obesity code cemented the science, but I would have been turned off because it had been a little over my head yeah. if I read that first. You really, you need to have that little bit of, of anchoring knowledge before you get into the you really do. code, I think. You know, as, yeah. te- as a teacher, you get that. You know, you got that. You, you have to have the little background. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like, what is this? Exactly. So so with your books and, and even Obesity Code, I just was so excited about all of the new things I was learning. I was even taking notes while I'm reading the books. I mean, that's how big of a dork I am, but whatever. So I fasted consistently every day and every week I tried to exercise about four to five times per week. Nothing too crazy. I really learned to love kettlebells to kind of put some strength training in it and a lot of walking on incline. And so after four and a half months, I lost 46 pounds, which I was- Wait, wait, four and a half months? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I started at 174, January 5th. And by the beginning of May, I actually, I hit 128, which, you know, you kind of- you're not supposed to have a goal weight. And right. to be honest with you, I, I I weighed around 135 all through high school. And when I got to college, up until that point, I never worried about my weight. I got to college and the first time it really hit me was when my track coach, because I was there on a scholarship. So, you know, you have to kind of do what they say if they're paying you money to go there. He's like, well, you're going to need to lose like three pounds before next week's meet. Three, three pounds. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was just, I I was so distraught after that. No one had ever told me to lose weight. And that's such a specific number. Please lose three pounds. It was, I know. And we had to weigh in every Uh. week. And it was, and they used to use those calipers to measure your body fat. And that was the first time that I really started 
you know, the, the diet mentality and the, the doubt creeps in and all of that. And that was really hard, but because up until that point, I really hadn't struggled with my weight. So, you know, you go up and down and up and down and, and you try all these, after I had two kids, I had, well, I had, you know, three miscarriages. I had a molar pregnancy. I've had a hysterectomy, you know, all of this stuff, which is fine. was told I'd never be able to have kids. So we had some issues there, but I was able to have kids, but you know, with that comes 70 pounds with my second one. And so you, you try everything, you know, the, the smoothie cleanses, the, what. (laughs) Oh yeah. There's one out right now. It's brand new. It just came out. It's like some kind of keto smoothie cleanse. Oh, I saw that. It's super, it's like, you know, I do look on Amazon. I check to see ever since my book was pirated back in, what was that? 2018. Mm -hmm. I look to make sure that the real, it's the real delight. Don't deny. I just (laughs) check it every now and then. And I always like to see how I'm ranking. I'm always so interested in what's at the top of the weight loss category. Uh And I guess old habits don't die hard. I'm not going to do any diets, but I want to see what the world is doing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't. And, and so right now they're doing this keto smoothie cleanse. I'm ah. like, all right. I wonder how long they'll go do that one. But oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure they lose a lot of weight really fast. Like, exactly. I can't even imagine how much weight you would lose quickly on a keto smoothie cleanse. <laughs> I would be so hangry, though. But that and, yeah, yeah. The hangry and what comes back after. And, and everybody, smoothie. I'm not suggesting you go do the keto smoothie right. cleanse. <laughs> Just to clarify. Oh yeah, I did one, but when I was like in my early 30s, it was called it was literally called Fat Loss for Idiots. Oh my and, gosh! And I down it was like 40 bucks, and then it like generated. I mean, I did lose some weight, but it was right. I was eating like it was weird, like scrambled eggs with chicken and then grapes. It was like I think it was like a cali calorie carb shifting. It was the wow. craziest thing. People be like, I go out to dinner and order like the most random things, and they're like. Okay, this is really, really weird. You know, <laughs> was it one of those like online things that you pay online and then you get access to the uh-huh. book? And it's I used yeah. to always buy them. Oh yeah, it'd be like thirty nine ninety nine. Oh yeah, but buy wait, it now. there's more. Yeah, yes, yes, and you get yes. the extra. You know, if yeah. you want to take it to the next level, right? You get, and if, no. you know, you're going to want to take it to the next level. Oh, I know. Extra, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had all sorts of those. That's how Eat Stop Eat was originally sold. Brad Pilon's Eat Stop Eat was one okay. of those. Yeah. That was an early intermittent fasting plan, and you had to buy it just like that as an ebook from his website. Yeah, so I was really shocked that I got where I got because I kept lowering. Like I was like, okay, if I can just get to one forty, because I had been there, I don't know, maybe eight or ten years ago. And when I got to one forty, I was like, oh my gosh! Yeah. And then it was one thirty-five. Well, at one point, so after four and a half months, I actually got a little bit too low. So 128. I actually got down after I sent you my testimonial, I got down to 123. Wow. And my husband is like, yeah, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I can usually tell how much I weight just by kind of feeling myself. The girls. <laughs> feeling the girls. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. You can kind of tell. And uh, <laughs> so, just saying, but yeah, I got down to 123. I had started my journey at like a size 10, 12. I went to a size zero two. I lost 10 and a half inches off my waist, which. Wow. Yeah. 10 and a half inches and a off half. your waist. Yes. Yeah, so I started at 37 inches 
and I got down to about 27. It is crazy. I That's know. astonishing. I, yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I feel healthier than I have in my entire life, even high school, even when I was running, you know, marathons, I, right. I feel just amazing. So I don't know. It's been, you're like my hero, Lori, oh, well. Lori at my, I don't even know her last name, Jung or something like that. She's the, the coworker that I saw pass by. I, I, I owe so much to her and, and to you. And I don't know, it's, it's been pretty amazing. So, well, nothing makes me happier than the thought of, you know, one person writing down on a slip of paper and handing it yes. to another person. I mean, word of mouth is the powerful thing. You know, it is. It really is. That's just really how I want, you know, it's, it's us changing the world one by one. Yeah. 100%. And telling a friend, and then it grows and grows and grows. And that's really, I think, what the intermittent fasting movement is all about. So, you know, I think it's interesting that you lost so quickly because, of course, not everyone does. No. And I have a hunch that one reason you lost so quickly is right before you lost the weight, you yeah. had been going through that whole period of just unrestrained eating and gaining weight rapidly. Yeah. And I, I think that that actually does boost your metabolism. The research on eating, you know, when we overeat over time, our metabolism goes up. So, you know, really people are like, oh, people who are overweight have slow metabolisms. Actually, a lot of times people who are really overweight have higher metabolisms, you know, because the more you Correct. eat, the higher sure. your metabolism goes up. Sure. It's the, the dieting is what slows our metabolism. So right. for me, it's a similar kind of a thing. When I started losing the weight in 2014, when I was at my heaviest of 210, I had just given up for a while right before yeah. that and been eating, you know, just whatever, whenever and gaining rapidly. And so it's like all those years I had done the crazy HCG and the diet pills. I think all that, there's that time that I gained the weight and ate like crazy, boosted my metabolism to the point that I, my body's like, all right, we're ready. <laughs> I, I totally think there's something to that. For yeah. Sure. So people yeah. who have been dieting a lot and then start intermittent fasting, like if right on the, the heels of dieting, you know, it's going to take some time to get things back going again. So I just wanted to point that out because some people are like, you know, how come, you know, Jen oh, starts know. and loses 46 pounds and <laughs> four and a half months. And I think a lot of it too was, I am so type A that I, I wrote down everything. I printed out a calendar and I really, I tracked everything. Like by tracking, you mean like your fasting times? Fasting times, like yeah. when I was eating, what I was eating, if I exercised for the day, if I exercised while I was fasting, if I, you know, so those different things I do think help. And also I tried to not um, do the same thing every day. So I was, even though I was primarily OMAD, I tried a couple times a month, I would do a mealless Monday and, you know, get, get the 38 or 40 to 42 hour fast in a couple times a month. And then I also on Sundays, I've gone to my parents' house for the last 20 plus years, my family and my sister and her kids go, and we have dinner every Sunday. And I open my window at usually about noon and I eat straight till like seven, seven thirty. So I have a really long eating window on Sunday. And that I think really mixes things up 
which I think keeps my body guessing. And I do think that has a lot to do with losing the weight fairly quickly and also being able to maintain. You know, I was, I was bummed. Two reasons you said, I think it was been a year since I was able to do this recording with you. But two things are great about that. Number one, there's so many, that means there's so many people that are having success and want to be a part of this. But also, I'm glad that it's taken a year because it's given me a whole year. It's, I think I, it's like been a year and a week since I hit my quote unquote goal weight. But it's given me a year to really realize that this is a lifestyle and that I can maintain and this is the real deal. I went on an anniversary trip to Hawaii last year, about a month after I'd kind of hit my so-called goal range. And I was astonished. We were gone 13 days. I, I did fast every day for a minimum, make sure 16 hours, but I ate, drank whatever I wanted for the most part, when I got back, I didn't weigh myself. I waited two weeks after I got back. Yeah. I waited and I said, I'm just going to get back to my routine. And then, and I'll tell you by the end of the second week, I was up a half a pound from when I left on the trip. And that's like a normal fluctuation range. Oh my God. I was ecstatic. So I I mean, that, that is literally what sealed the deal for me. So I, I, because never before have I been able to go on vacation and enjoy myself and, you know, then you get back and you just feel disgusting and, (laughs) you know, but you've gained usually a good five, eight pounds and you got, you know, and then it's most of the time just kind of stuck there. So. Well, I think that what you did was really smart because when we go on vacation, we don't want to feel disgusting, right? No, You want to feel good on vacation. You know, how many of us, I remember this from back in the day, like I'm going to go on vacation, so I'm going to diet before I go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you like diet down. Dude, I got to get ready for my vacation. And then the vacation comes and, you know, you get there. Like imagine a cruise, for example, like you mentioned, you'd walk on the cruise ship feeling pretty good. And then by day two, you already feel awful. Yeah, you lose like, weight so you can gain weight. But like, why don't I, <laughs> you know? But no. if you're if you're being mindful, like you were on this, you said it was a 13 day trip to Hawaii, to Maui. Yes. Wow. Yes. So you were doing 16 hours minimum, mm-hmm. and so you were not having a normal vacation experience like most people vacation pre IF. Right. And you probably didn't feel disgusting. No, I felt fantastic. And yeah. I just felt, I never felt deprived. Right. And, you know, and, and I still enjoyed all of the yummy stuff that exactly. I wanted to do. And, and you don't have to feel restricted or feel deprived. Just delay it. Have it in your yeah. window. Yeah. But we deserve to eat all the good things, but not feel disgusting. Right. Oh, we deserve all the good food and not to have a lot of angst about it. But we deserve to feel good. I want to feel good on vacation. Yes. Yes. 100%. It, it makes such a, such a difference. I also want to talk about what you said before. I'm going to circle back to you mentioned that all throughout the, the way that you would have those Sundays with your family where you would open your window around noon and then you would have the nice dinner with your family. Yeah. And so longer, longer Sunday eating windows. But then during the week, you would do a lot of like 22-2 kind of a thing. See, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I talked about in Delay Don't Deny, I'm sure you remember, Saturday is not a special occasion. It happens every week. 
the point of that is not that you can't have a Sunday that's that's more relaxed like you were having. It's that we can't just have special occasion mindset and let everything go. But the reason that what you were doing is not having that, you know, quote, special occasion, let it go mindset is it was planned. It was every week, but it was balanced by a really tight window during the week. Absolutely. So it, it wasn't like, you know, you found a balance that gave you that metabolic boost. It was like you were having a mini up day, yes. if you will, on a Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, 22-2 is a little more on the restrictive side. So your body probably needed that. Now, had you been someone who was doing 18-6 the rest of the week, right? you right. know, that probably a longer day on Sunday wouldn't have, you know, yes, helped yes. you as much. But I really do think there's a lot of power in, you know, doing 22-2 for seven days a week might be too much restriction versus having that day where you have a longer window. So I yeah. wanted to really put that in there. because No, I, I think you're absolutely correct with that. And I do want to say too that early on in my journey, I kind of bumped, I said I gradually got to OMAD 22-2 and two because I did notice, you know, I'd heard through whatever that real fat burning really starts at 18. I don't know, but I wasn't losing any weight at 18 or even 19 hours. So, and I was able to figure that out through my tracking and, you know, writing things down. And so that is for me, for other people, my husband, he fasts now and he is, he has to back it off because he gets too thin, but he loves the way it makes him feel. He's pretty consistent with the 16, eight. Sometimes he'll go to to 18, but for me, there wasn't really much weight loss happening at, you know, and that's probably because I'm in in my middle forties and yeah, you know, things change. So the numbers that you mentioned, we do know through research they did, they were following people who were fasting and they Mm -hmm. found that fat burning picked up between hours 18 and 24. So if you, if you think about a curve, you know, a graph that's slowly curving upwards to the right, right through hours 18 and 24, the curve got a little sharper. So that's when the fat burning picked up between those hours. So that's why, you know, if your goal is fat loss, you do want to spend some time in that fat burning increased curve. But again, like we just talked about, you want to balance that with, you know, not overly fasting. Because eventually, if we we do too much fasting, our body will say, okay, well, we're going to have to kind of slow things down, stay right here, you know. Absolutely. Switching things up is important. Yeah. So for for my OMAD now, I'm a little bit more lax for maintenance. I usually, I, I try to aim for a minimum of 20 and that's usually, it's usually between 20, 21. And then I eat for, you know, three to four hours, you know, usually a snack and then my big dinner and sometimes, you know, a healthy dessert or whatever. But the Sunday, I kind of let Sunday fun day, I guess. And which is great because I don't want to restrict myself. And that's the best part about this is the flexibility. And also like I tell my husband, I do not feel the least bit restricted at all. I don't feel deprived. I just feel fantastic. So. Yep. That's so much, so much truth there. So you mentioned that you got down to a, you felt a little low at 123. I so did. So what, what did you do at that point? I think that I was at that point, I was doing pretty close to 22 and two with just, I eat a lot, (laughs) but I thought maybe I'd 
make my window a little bit longer. So that's where I've kind of transitioned to more of a 24 and just made sure that I'm making, I actually added more protein too. And I think that's helped with muscle maintenance. And so we, I love, we get the Green Chef and that was off of your recommendation. I love Green Chef. Oh, it is, it is the best thing. I mean, we started that in 2021 as well. So life game changers, number one, best and number two, Green Chef. That is I'm not making that up. I'm really choosing no. about what products I'll promote. And honestly, meal delivery kits changed oh. my life second only to, I mean, obviously like the birth of my children and right stuff like that. But I mean, like okay, outside of that, <laughs> intermittent fasting, number one, meal delivery, literally number two. I am right there with you. Yeah. And we we have, we, we actually started during the pandemic with HelloFresh. Yeah when my daughter was home from college, but then she went back to college after the pandemic and we switched to Green Chef. And so we kept the four servings. Well, so what, because I have a teenage boy. So him and I actually split the fourth serving. So I get one and a half and he gets one and a half. That's so funny. So I eat a lot, but my husband usually, and my son, they're usually sitting there watching me eat because I only eat once a day, but I can pack it in. I can I can eat veggies like a boss. Let me tell well, you. I love that. I love that. But yeah, we're get, we get the four person right now because Will is at home, but he is moving out. The twenty two year old oh, he has been home since December. Wow. Nice. <laughs> and he is moving out in like a week and two days. Yeah, am I counting it down? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, he's ready well, to be on his own a little bit. I mean, he's moving like you know a few blocks away. He's not sure. Sure. far, but. I guess we'll go back to the two-person meals. Chad's going to be sad because he's like having – he likes to eat lunch. I mean, he eats lunch every day. So what what I've been doing is, you know, we'll each have a meal and then there's one that I save and Chad has that for lunch. So I don't know what he's going to eat for lunch. He's going to be out of luck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just – I don't know. It has been life-changing and I've I've had so many – Besides the weight loss, so many NSBs or non-skill victories. Yeah, share some of those non-skill victories. Well, I, a big one was headaches. I was getting three to four headaches a week before IF, and I am just amazed. I can count on one hand uh, in the last year and a half since I started fasting how many headaches I've had. So that in itself was life-changing. A lot of times they were coming at night, so that was interrupting my sleep. And the IF itself has helped me with my sleep and really being able to sleep through the night, which I don't know if I remember the last time I was able to do that. So I don't know. I just feel like I have way more pep in my step. I don't feel like taking a nap, especially being a teacher. I can easily do six 54-minute PE classes, and I don't feel tired at all. I can get home. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Make my green chef meal and just feel fantastic. So, you know, that I know a lot of people talk about the mental clarity, but it, it is true. I mean, it is amazing, the focus. And I used to have really bad lower back and hip pain. I don't even know what it was from, but I would say three or four months into fasting, it's completely gone and it's never wow. come back. So I would have to say, though, like the positive outlook and the attitude and probably the biggest one is the biggest non-scale victory is that by sharing my journey and like the tips and tricks that I have learned about IF over the last year and a half, that has improved my mental health and it's absolutely increased my feeling of, of self-worth. 
So, you know, as a teacher, I get so much pleasure from like guiding and teaching kids. There's nothing quite like teaching a kindergartner how to read for the first time and their right. face lights up with excitement and confidence that you've taught them how to read. And and by sharing my journey and what I've learned along the way, I've now, it's great to feel like I've been able to help adults have that aha light bulb moment and like improve their lives by being like a hope spreader, I guess. Or You know, I get it. That, as a teacher, that's it. Yeah, you, you just that's what it. we live for, you we know? We do live for it, whether it yes. was back when I was in the classroom and I taught somebody something with math that they remembered. Like, I can remember it was before I retired, a kid, a girl that I taught who was amazing. She, I had her all through elementary school. She was graduating. And the high school had a, a new program where they had every graduating senior had the option to invite back a teacher that changed their life. And I had her in the gifted program and she picked me. And most of the teachers were like high school teachers, but I was like, they're one of the few elementary teachers. But it really, that was like one of the best moments of my life because she was like, we we sat, we had dinner and it was like an award ceremony kind of a thing. But she was like, I remember when you taught me and like she said some words that I always say. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just don't know, right? It's just fantastic. I mean, we don't do it for the money, that's for sure. Yeah. But, you know, what we get from that and, and the teaching and the sharing and the learning, I don't know, it just, it fills you up. Makes you, but then you know, to, to, to carry that over to what you were saying about intermittent fasting, that's, that's what we love doing. And here we are able to share it with intermittent fasting. So I take it you're sharing with a lot of people. Yeah. So it's kind of a funny story. I just started sharing with my family, um, and my mom has lost 30 pounds. She looks awesome at at 71 years old. Shout out to Linda. Love you, Mom. Yeah, Linda. (laughs) And, of course, my coworkers and those around me who wanted to know, like, what I was doing to get such great results. Uh, So they saw the weight loss. They saw me bounce around the hallways at school. And so I basically just would just direct them to start with, Delay, don't deny, and fast beats repeat. And I actually have a sign up sheet <laughs> in my office. So who borrows it? Bring it back. I you love know, that we, so I much. have a couple copies. I just pass it around, and people must think, oh my gosh, you're crazy. But <laughs> yes, I really do think you're a hero. So um, then something super fun happened that I have to tell you about. Oh, that I can't wait. Really, really catapulted my sharing with others. So I had ordered your book, Cleanish, which I loved, by Thank the way. Thank you. I ordered it off Amazon at the end of this year, 2022, in January. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now... New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? 
Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And so I was super excited to read it, but uh, I was super busy at work. And so the book literally sat on my end table next to my like chill out chair for almost three weeks. And so finally we had an extra day off. It was like midwinter break or something at the end of February. And uh, we had a longer weekend. So I grabbed my black coffee and settled in to start reading when I opened up to the very first page. And right there on page one was my testimonial oh, by oh, Jen T. Oh, I was yay. like, I was like, where did they get that? Did that come from Amazon? Was it from Amazon? Okay, see, I didn't know where those came from. I just saw them and my publisher put those in. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's me. She has my story. I didn't know where they came from, but I thought they might have come from Amazon. Yeah. So I was so excited. I was freaking out and geeking out and all oh, that. that. Oh, I'm so, so, that is a fun story. I know. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like right here on the first page. And so I was like blabbing to my mom and my husband and my sister. I called everybody. And then, um, so I took a picture of it, the book in, in there and I put it on my Facebook story and it was crazy. Within like an hour, I had so many messages, direct messages. And everybody kept saying, they were like, you should start a Facebook group and help us all learn how to do this. And so I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But then I just felt this like giant tug at my heart and like a push to like, I could, I could put myself out there and get out of my comfort zone a bit. And, and that's what I did. So the next day on a Sunday, it was like February 21st. I started my own Facebook group. I, I called it. So what if like IF with Jen and started posting and sharing like daily tips and tricks that helped me. And I would encourage all of them first thing, like you have to buy, delay, don't deny right away. I know you like fast feast repeat better, but I think delay, don't deny is, that's what I started with. And yeah. it was so. I hear that from people all the time. Simple and to the point yeah. and a like, oh my gosh, moment, you know, that. I, and then I just said, you got to get that creamer out of the coffee. So if you do do, yeah. do those two things, you know, get the book, start fast cleaning. And it's been amazing. So it's been three and a half months since I started the group and we're at almost 900 members. So it's been, it's been really fun. And I love, I, I love to write. So this has given me, cause you know, I hate math, but it's <laughs> given me a, a creative outlet that is separate from my teaching job and everybody in the group is so loving and supportive. It's a lot of our community members in Linden, Fenton, Holly, Michigan. And so it's been just an awesome experience, but I've always, like, if I wasn't a teacher, I always wanted to be, you know, you always have something you want to be, yes. be a news girl, like a reporter, but ultimately what turned me off from that was that I would have to report about all the bad news and things going on in the world. And I didn't like that. So I always thought my dream job would be to be like a good news girl, yeah, (laughs) just reporting positive and wonderful things going on in the world. So obviously there's no real job like that in the world, but I felt like 
as a le- I feel like as a leader of this group, I have an opportunity to kind of fulfill that dream. I know that sounds really corny, but no, not one single bit. It doesn't sound corny at all. I mean, I don't know if you listen to the Life Lessons podcast, but we start every week with a good news segment. Yeah, and and, yeah, that's, and I love that. I think it's really important and. Also, that probably our teaching background, you know, because as a teacher, you want to share good news with the kids. It's like, all right, let's share together, right? <laughs> that's just that's that's the community, the classroom. We're we're community builders as teachers, right? Hundred percent, yeah. And that's why I loved the Facebook groups for so long. It made me sad when they got so big that I couldn't manage them anymore. They were way too right. big. But community is important. So nothing makes me happier than the idea of that it's multiplying and there's lots of many gins, gins and gins out there because, you know, I can't do it all myself, but you can do it. The people you're teaching can do it. And sharing just, it just fills you up. It does. There's there's no better feeling than, like I said, when you're in the classroom watching kids succeed with things or when you're guiding adults to change their lives. Exactly. Yeah. I just, it's been really, really awesome. And just to have that that support system. And, and it's also a great excuse to stay in touch with people that, you know, you haven't talked with in a while and to feel like you're giving them hope and, you know, spreading hope and giving them just positivity in a world that is so, so crazy. So Absolutely. And so, and your group can be just a positive place where everyone feels uplifted and supported. And even if they're having challenges, they can share them, Absolutely. but you can work through them together. Yeah, I, I really, I think that's important, and I and I love that, and I'm glad that you started a group. I or by listening, too. if you have the feeling that you might want to start a group, start a group. Absolutely. And I did want to circle back to what you said about me liking fast feast repeat better because <laughs> I love delayed on denial. Well, it's more, it's got more information in it. Like the things that I like, there are parts of delayed on deny where I was like, "Ooh, I wish I had emphasized this a little more." Like the words "clean fast" are not in delayed on deny right. because we hadn't created those words yet. And I was, you know, was a little wishy-washy about a few things that I'm no longer wishy-washy about because I was deferring to Jason Fung or whatever. And I just know a lot more now. So yeah, and I love that book too. And I always tell everybody after you've read "Delay Don't Deny," definitely go here. Yeah. Um, it gives you more and, it, you know, it's going to open your eyes to, you know, and more of the science and all of that behind it. But Well, I have plans to revise it. Oh, okay. We don't have it like completely nailed down yet or figured out, but I've talked to my editor about it and my my literary agent as as a possibility for the future. So oh, I would fantastic. like to bring that tra- to traditional publishing as well. Okay, and have it available just just you know everywhere because Delay Don't Deny is still self published, right? And right. so, yeah. um, but you know the the back section needs revision. A lot of it needs needs to be revised. I mean, I, I'm not going to change it dramatically. I want it to be basically the same book, just a little zhuzh it here and there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love that zhuzh it. That's, That's what it needs. Just needs a little a little zhuzhing. So you know, you mentioned earlier that you know you first reached out to me, and then you had to wait a year. <laughs> you came on the podcast. And I actually think that's great because I get a lot of really excited emails from people who have just started. They're like, I've been doing it for a month and this is the future and I love it. And I want to come on your podcast. I'm like, all right, reach back out to me in six months. (laughs) 
Well, and the, it kind of weeds the people out yeah. that are serious and who aren't. And I, I am thankful for that now. Like I said, I, I have learned so much in this last year of maintenance, right? That I would not have been able to share had I, you know, been on the podcast right after I'd kind of reached. And I was so excited, but I'm even more excited now, really, because of what it, you know it has done for my life, and also I've been able to bless others with through sharing and yeah, I don't know. So I am glad for the wait. So anyone who's hearing this, if you're thinking about reaching out, but you're like, I need to wait because I'm not ready yet. Go ahead and reach out now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Send me the email today and you're not going to get on for about a year. <laughs> but when Jen so- says, says, email me back in right. six months, make sure you email right. back. The people yeah. who email me back, get a scheduling yes, slot. Exactly. But you have to have had the first email and then email me back. And so go ahead now. If you think I would want to tell my story in about a year, mm-hmm. then now is the time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> because I, you know, now that especially since I'm doing two a week, which I love. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I need stories, so I don't want people to think, well, she's got too many. I might as well not email. No, I want to hear no. your story. Just be prepared. You're going to have to wait a year, and I promise we'll get to you. Exactly. If you email me back. Right. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything that you struggle with? I think sometimes the diet mentality still creeps in. I can't say that it's 100% gone. And I think sometimes I have to remind myself that more is not always better. You know, sometimes if, you know, I'm thinking, oh gosh, I haven't done a mealless Monday in a while. I really should. I don't want to feel like that. I want to listen. Sometimes I have a harder time listening to what my body really wants. I'm way better at it, but there's always room for growth and improvement. And I guess I would have to say, just remembering that, you know, you got to do the best you can give yourself grace and yeah. And again, more is not always better. That's really such an important lesson because we've, we've had you know, the message from the diet industry and the exercise industry has been, you know, push it till it hurts, whether right. it's exercise or diet. If it doesn't hurt, it didn't work. Exactly. And that's actually not true. And, in, you know, exercise also shouldn't hurt. I mean, you might be sore after you work out the next day. I'm not talking about that, but right. You know, we don't want to overdo exercise, you'll get injured. You don't want to yeah. overdo fasting, your body won't like it. Exactly. So it, it's finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know if that's, it, it might be a lifelong journey. I believe it probably is. And it you is, just yeah. continue to get better every day and, and do the best that you can. You know, diet thoughts still come into my brain sometimes. You know, it's, it's hard to, to let them out. And, Along with the pressure of being Jen Stevens. Oh, <laughs> like, I bet. I, like I've got to see somebody and they might be like, oh, Jen's arm's a little wobblier than I thought it would be. I mean, ooh, no, that's, that Jen's makes got a, lot a little of bit of a flabby under it. I mean, you know, it's. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. It yeah. is a lot. And sometimes you just want to be you. And I just, I always like, just want to be me. <laughs> it's like a teacher. You don't want to go out to the bar on the weekends because, or not a bar, but a, but a you know, a, with a, a bar. restaurant where you see all your elementary kids, yes. you know, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. That is so, so interesting that you mentioned that. When I, when I first started teaching, I taught in South Carolina and maybe mm-hmm. it was the school where I taught. I don't know, but 
we didn't care. We went to happy hour every Friday right there at the Applebee's. That was the 90s. Oh, we were yeah. having happy hour at the back booth at the Applebee's with the principal and the art teacher. Oh, yeah. And all of us were back there hooping it up, whatever. Then when I moved to Georgia, apparently in Georgia, they have a little more like you should not be out seen in public drinking. I'm like, what? I'm a grown up. Oh, like, yeah. I know. It was a little bit of a shift. So many rules, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, what do you mean I shouldn't be that. seen out in public? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the rebel in me that. is like not wanting yeah, to follow those exactly. <laughs> Oh, yes. I've been there. Oh, yeah. So much yeah. fun. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I'll start with, I'm really glad I knew, I guess, some game changers for me. We already talked about it, but the meal delivery service, that yeah. is such a fabulous um, investment, in my opinion, of your time and your health. So I would definitely encourage anyone to to give that a try. What I wish I knew earlier is, I didn't really talk about this, but I always break my fast with apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it really helps with my digestion. It lowers my blood sugar. It helps with like improve insulin and sensitivity. That really is a great tip. It's, it's it a good, is. healthy thing to do. So, I always forget. Like I'm like, I should I, do that. And then I don't even have any apple cider vinegar. So It has been a total game changer. And then I end my fast I or I end my You eating, close your eating window. Close mm-hmm. my eating window with one or two tablespoons of coconut oil, which again is a game changer for me because it has, it's that healthy fat. It keeps me feeling full so that I can feel more comfortable and, and fast longer. So that's been a really good game changing piece of advice for that I'd love to give people. But also I would say never ever weigh yourself on a Monday morning after the weekend. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a really good tip. I think uh, I try to just weigh myself once a week at the same time for consistency, and I find I'm my lightest on Friday morning. So that's kind of my that's your go to. Yeah, but well, you know, I'm a big fan of anybody who's wanting to lose weight weighing daily with, with your yeah. weekly averaging. But with yeah. maintenance, it's a whole different thing. Exactly, and I was doing that daily, yeah. and now it's like I said, I've backed off of that. But I think my final tip would be to have a plan. I've always kind of tried to live by the quote, uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. Right. So I want to encourage everyone to track their journey and, and their progress. Take as hard as it is, take those before pictures and those before measurements because of body recomposition is it's such a booster when you aren't seeing the numbers go down on the scale so much. But when you're seeing that, knowing what the inches are, you know, that is huge. And I mean, 10 and a half inches on your waist, right? I mean, you've changed your metabolic health just from that measurement alone. Absolutely. As I had a lot You're of glad that you know that number. Absolutely. So that's astonishing. Well, Jen, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much. And so fun. I, I can't thank you enough. And uh, yeah, I, I really, really appreciate it. So thanks for helping me live my, my best life now. I really, I really can't thank you enough. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. 
I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.